Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. My name is Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the podcast. We're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, I want to talk about play. Now, as adults, we sometimes abandon this idea of play. Maybe it seems frivolous or more likely when we talk about play, we're talking about not the purest definition of play. We're talking about play with an agenda. And by definition, play lacks an agenda. The purpose of play is play. And it doesn't mean that if you are playing with an agenda that that's bad or that's not valuable. It's just not what I'm talking about when I talk about do you play? Do you have play in your life? So an example would be if I'm taking my son out and we're playing soccer, but the real goal here is that he's improving his skills for his team and my play with him is more centered around his skill improvement. Or even if my my play with him is more centered around spending quality time with him, but there is an agenda here. It is not just play to see where it goes for the experience, to enjoy the experience and be in the experience. Now, it doesn't mean that I couldn't go out and play soccer with my son and be playful and have it be play for me, that I'm enjoying the experience of being there and that is playful and I lose myself in that and it is enjoyable in and of itself to play with him. But when there is an agenda and it it does not make it wrong if I have an agenda that I want to spend quality time, it does not necessarily make it the play that I'm talking about. It could, both of those things could exist. I could say, hey, I'm spending this time with him. And then in that moment, I get kind of caught up in play and enjoy that play. But there are definitely times as a parent that I might do something playful or especially when my kids were younger, play with them, but it was not play. It was not my play. When my girls were little, they used to want me to play baby girl kitty cats with them. Now, baby girl kitty cats was pure torture for me. It was definitely play for my daughters. The whole point of baby girl kitty cats was the storyline, limited as it was, that whole experience in that moment was the point. I was showing up, however, because I wanted to be a good mom and they wanted to play baby girl kitty cats. And I felt like, you know, this is what they want. I'm going to spend this time with them. Doesn't make me wrong, but it definitely didn't make it play for me. Baby girl kitty cats, by the way, I know you're like, oh, cute. No, it was not cute. It was pure torture. All you could do in, because my girls were a little controlling, all you could do with this game is say meow, meow. And so like I could change my intonation and be like, oh, meow, meow, I am angry or meow, meow, I'm so confused. But that's all I could say. There was no other dialogue and um, it was rough. It was rough. I oftentimes was the sick cat that would lay on the couch and be like, could you bring meow, meow, bring me my medicine. I'm going to sleep. And I would try to work that in the storyline whenever I could. Sometimes it was acceptable, sometimes not, but that was tough. And I remember feeling guilty that I didn't enjoy play. I didn't enjoy playing more, especially because I was working as a pediatric occupational therapist at the time. I'm a professional player. I should really be able to enjoy playing with my own kids. And one of the things that I realized for me was that I enjoyed play in my work because it was kind of puzzly and it was it was about the outcome. It wasn't about play. It was about whatever that child was working on in therapy. And so that was very engaging for my brain. And yet again, it was not play. It was not play for me. It was still something I loved doing, but it wasn't play. 
recently I was working with a client and she's just somebody who gets it done. I mean, she just gets life done. She kind of attacks her problems. She's super motivated to problem solve and work with her brain and and figure things out. And she also has tons of demands on her like most of us do, but she's got a very demanding job. She's got very young kids. She's just in a pretty demanding place in life and she's been knocking it out. She's been getting all kinds of things done and she had a couple of weeks off of, was a pretty stressful work environment and she had that feeling like a lot of us do like oh what am I going to do how am I going to maximize this time and to move me forward and in some of the things that she wanted to move forward and she said okay I've got these two weeks that are uninterrupted or or low interruption well what should I focus in on during these weeks and I asked her uh, what do you do to play? Uh, she started kind of laughing a little nervously. It just, I mean, it was the funniest reaction. We were both laughing and it was really hard to come up with a, an answer like it is for most of us in adult life. It's hard. It's not just her. I know that's maybe a strange question coming from a coach because coaches by nature are results oriented. You don't see a coach because you need to learn how to play. You see a coach because you want an outcome and that is good and well and why I love what I'm doing, but we get better outcomes when we're balanced and when we have parts of our lives that feed us and refresh us and fortify us for work. Play is still important for us even though we have this adult life and all these responsibilities and we have all these ambitions that play is still an important pursuit for us at any age. And my client did come back the next week with the best stories of play and how she dug into that and discovered that. She ended up on a treasure hunt and all kinds of things that were truly play to her and enjoyed them thoroughly just for what they were. And it was refreshing for her and she needed that and deserved that. If you say something like, oh, this was a complete waste of time, but it was so fun, that's a good hint that you might be approaching play. Because really for us, this is hard as adults to say, hey, we're wasting time. One of my clients was trying to find a hobby. And it was kind of stressing her out because she didn't want to be wasteful. She also wanted to make sure she finished what she started. And so the whole process of finding a hobby was stressful for her and was making her just not feel great about herself. When we were kind of teasing this apart, there was a lot of standards that she had on herself for this hobby. It's hard for a lot of us, myself included sometimes, to just be okay with the process. Maybe this hobby is not going to amount to anything. Maybe I will abandon it. Maybe I will be bad at it. And so for this client, just being able to explore and she enjoy the process. And this is hard for us. It's hard for some personality types, right? And it's definitely hard for adults because adults and in our culture, we don't have a lot of space for just frivolous play. Even our play is usually killing two birds with one stone. I'm out playing a tennis match and my partner has her Fitbit and I'm like, oh, what are we doing? You know, how many steps do we get? I love playing tennis, but I can't say I'm always, even though grammatically, I would say I'm playing. It's not always playful. Sometimes it is playful, but if it becomes, I need to go work out and I have this agenda, it's, it's less playful. If it's, oh, we're in this playoff match and it really matters how this, how this outcome is, it's less playful. I like to focus when I play tennis on having fun you know, before we start the match, people are always like, good luck, good luck. And I'm always intentionally, I choose have fun. 
have fun because it's too easy for everything we do to become very outcome driven and not playful. And so even when we have hobbies and interests outside of our productive work, they still end up driven by this produce, achieve vibe. And our play just to play is so rare. And the cool thing about this is that nobody can really define play for you. What is play for you will not be play for someone else. The client that I was telling you about, she ended up making, finding a way to make her own metal detector. She was literally hunting treasure and had a blast doing it. If I was trying to find steps on how to make my own metal detector, I would probably end up in tears because of my combination of working memory and difficulty following written directions. So what was playful for her would not have been playful for me. Same with puzzles. My sister and my husband love doing puzzles. That makes me very nervous. I can't do puzzles. I love art and creative pursuits. I enjoy the process. I usually am not super tough on myself or critical on myself about the outcome. I usually just love the process of it and love creating. Many of my friends have my same puzzle reaction to art pursuits and creative pursuits. It just is not their thing. It's not playful. So no one can tell you what play is for you. Something that is play for you might really be different than somebody else. And that's kind of the cool part of it is that you get to define and decide what your play looks like? Is the process of this fun? I'm not saying that having outcome-driven play isn't great. Sometimes a lot of what I do is like that. A lot of what I do is meeting more than one need for me, more than one goal. But we do need some areas where there is no attached goal or outcome where we're just enjoying doing, playing, having fun. And let's be honest, this becomes harder to pursue, harder to find sometimes as adults. In one of my group coaching sessions recently, I didn't even bring up the topic of play. And we were all talking about what you know, what we were committing to do that week for ourselves and our goals. And, and one of the group members, she was talking about taxes and getting some tax things done. And she just, she had this like epiphany and she said, I'm not having any fun. And it was like group mutiny. Everybody's like, well, I'm not having fun. And well, I'm not having fun either. And everybody was just talking about how we weren't having fun. We weren't pursuing much fun. And it was this great discussion about play and fun and what we could commit to in the week in terms of bringing that into our lives as well, because it's not frivolous. It's not frivolous. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to rest and we need to play. These are important parts of recharging us for that productive part of our lives. So I have a challenge for you if you are willing to accept it, to think this week about play. If it's in your life, how it's in your life, I would love to hear from you. You can send me a message on my website or you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at The ADHD Clarity Coach and send me a message and tell me what you're choosing, what you're doing for play. I love this topic and seeing what is play for people and what really feeds people what they enjoy. I think it's a pursuit that is important for all of us and I would love to hear what you're choosing. So even if you don't get in touch with me, play this week, find play, find what that is for you and enjoy. So that's all today. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week. 